Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, as we are driving in and, and many people are starting to looking at, at what's going on in our world and saying, man, the end times could very well be here. And the reality is nearly every generation has said this. But has every generation seen a time when outright sin was flat out normalized? I mean, if you guys didn't catch it, Blue's Clues this week or last week by the time you're, you're watching this, they had a full like full-fledged they had a drag queen holding a microphone with the power fist you know communist blm symbol narrating and describing what's going on in a gay pride parade this is a program that is targeted for two to six year olds all right you see that type of stuff the same week probably the same day a first grade class in new york had a pro-masturbation, quote, sex ed film, which was explicit, describing touching yourself with the names of actual genitalia. These are the types of things that are celebrated in our culture, and it's becoming problematic. And the question is, are we going to find faith in these end times? If this is indeed the time that Christ is coming back, the question is, will he find faith when he comes. In fact, that is a statement that he says in Luke 18. He goes ahead and talks about the parable of the, the woman who goes to the unrighteous judge and just by wearing him out, she has enough faith that the judge can do what she needs done, whether or not her approach is good or not, whatever. But he concludes the next verse and says this in verse 8, I tell you, he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's an important thing to keep in mind. Because if indeed some people are right, and this is the time when we are starting to see Christ come back, will he come back and find faith? I mean, John Maxwell, kind of tongue-in-cheek joking one time, said, Oh, would you come quickly, Lord Jesus? And he says, Well, Jesus said I might, but I'm not sure I'm taking you with me. You know, we have that type of approach. Of course, the question is, what does it mean to have faith? Well, it means trusting in God. It means trusting God enough to have your actions actually mean something. You're not going by what the world says you're going by what your scripture says. Trusting that God, remember in Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Um, is it the essence of things unseen? I completely butchered that, but that's the general idea. You can kind of see what is about. Faith is about action based upon what? Understanding what God is. So a group I was part of until earlier this week you know, they were a, a Christian group, but they're getting all caught up in all this nonsense. Oh, we need everybody's vaccination status. We need everybody's, you know, uh, can we meet back in homes or not? I'm just like, what are you talking about? Do we not have faith? Now, one person in the group came out and said, yeah, can we trust that if Paul has a poison ass by his hands, can we have enough faith to trust in God? that we'll be okay, and even if we're not, what's the worst thing's gonna happen for a group of Christians? We go home to Jesus? What are you talking about? And so I'm just like, that's just a lacking of faith. Ooh, let's find out what everybody's vaccination status. I mean, 
I, I could say some extra things, but I don't want to get this channel copyright striked or community striked as well. Um, but regardless, the, the fact of the matter is we have right now a world, a church that is so devoid of faith. And as I was reading my Bible this morning, um, and I'm in um, doing my annual read-through, and I'm in Second Chronicles right now, and um, well, I'm in a I'm in a um, uh, chronological Bible, so I'm reading all over the place. But I read this part in Second um, Chronicles 16 today. This is King Asa. Now, King Asa was called a good, righteous king. He walked in the ways of, the, of David, is what the Bible tells us. It says, yeah, you didn't take down the high places. Shame on you for that. But for the most part, you weren't the ones visiting them. You say, oh, okay, there's high places. I don't want to see it. Um, as the king, he should have taken them down. This is why there were other kings that were more praised for taking down those high places. He never did that. But regardless, at one point in time in his life, he comes down and this other kingdom is coming against him. So it says in, in verse, uh, verse 1, In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and fortified Ramna against, um, in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming to Asa, king of Judah. But then it says in verse 2, Asa brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the king's house and sent them out to Ben-Hadid of Aram, who lived in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between me and you and between my father and your father. Behold, I send you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will, will withdraw from me. And so Ben-Hadid listened to King Asa and sent commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they conquered Aijon, Dan, Abel, Manum, and the store cities in Naphtali. When Basha heard of it, he stopped fortifying Ramah and stopped his work. Then King Asa brought all, Jeru uh, all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber, in which Basha had been building, uh, building and with them he fortified uh, Geba and Mizpah. Now, what you see here is a guy's like, okay, I'm, someone's doing battle with me. I'm going to bribe their ally to flip sides. And now you're going to come over and be on my side instead of on their side. And then he did that. And result, he won the battle. That is the very thing that goes on in so many churches today. It's so pragmatic. Oh, we just did whatever it took. We got the victory. We got the soul saved. We got the big church building. We got everything we need. But there's a, this is not the end of the story. In verse 7, he picks us up. At the time, Heniah the seer, that is a seer is a name for a prophet. The prophet came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. In other words, yeah, you were supposed to destroy them too, but now they're your allies. They've escaped. He says, were not the Ethiopians and Lubim an intense army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them out of your hands. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. You have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will surely have wars. 
And then of course, what happens? Well, you gotta shoot the messenger, of course, because you can't possibly shoot God. Verse 10, Asa was angry with the seer and put him in prison, for he was enraged at him for all this. And Asa oppressed some of the peoples at the same time. So here we see Asa doing a worldly thing. He was a king, again, that was following God, but he, he got scared. He did a worldly thing. He planned himself a way to have victory, utilizing the world's methods, and he won. He accomplished his task, and God says, you are the one in the wrong. So he sends the messenger to prison. Asa lost his faith. Now, I'm not saying Atha's in hell. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he did what we tend to do. Will God have faith? Well, the question is this. Are you relying on worldly plans or are you relying on the word of God? Are you going to sit back and say, I'm just going to do whatever I can in my own worldly heart to solve my problems or are you going to bring them before the Lord Jesus? This is what Christ is talking about when he says, will he find faith when he comes? And I got news for you guys. If you do not have faith when he comes, it is a very distinct possibility you may not be among those who are called. I just want you to think about that. Now, with all that being said, guys, uh, with all that being said, we have to understand God is looking for faith. He's looking for the faithful ones. Who is it those that are saved? It's those who persevere through the trials and the tribulations that are coming. Don't be duped into thinking we won't have troubles and persecutions and trials. Oh, we're just going to be taken on out of this and then the bad stuff's going to happen. No, the Bible's pretty clear the bad stuff's going to happen first. And those that still trusting God through the midst of the bad stuff, those are the people who persevere to the end. Those are the people that had faith in the word of God. Will he find faith when he comes? That is the thing you need to question yourself. So start living by faith. What does that mean? Spend time in the word of God. It means spend time in prayer. It means seek the worldly or the, the godly things, not the worldly things when it comes to your problems. So there we have it, guys. And we're all guilty of this, but it's something to think about. With that in mind, thanks for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.